Yo, Keith Brown, man, that's my dog. When we lined up after they called the play, uh, I looked inside, then I saw that the nickel was pressed. And when I saw the nickel was pressed, I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be six. Like, this is like, this gonna be like the first touchdown of the season. Ball was in the air, and I just turned around and you was just, yeah, it's Number two on the field, number one in y'all's hearts, it's Chase Lane coming to you live with episode one of the Pod of Aggieland. Um, really excited to get this podcast started. Um, it's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, shout out to Permi Media, my guys over there getting me right, getting me set up with my own podcast. So um, without further further ado, let's just, let's just hop right into it. So um, a little bit about me outside of football. Uh, I just graduated. Um, August 12th, I got my bachelor's in communication. I actually graduated in three years, and I still have three years left of eligibility with the whole red shirt and the COVID year and everything like that. So um, I'm working on my master's this year in sports management, and um, that's been amazing. Grad school has been so fun for me. Um, it's so different from undergrad because all my grad school classes are online. So like my number one obligation to leave the house is until like three o'clock in the afternoon. So it's been amazing in that I can just wake up late and, you know, just chill at my crib, chill at my dog. And it's this amazing feeling. Um, but yeah, um, life has been pretty good for me. Um, I'm the president of my own organization, a student led organization called the blueprint, which stands for black leaders who undertake excellence and basically um, our motive is to provide a safe space for Black student-athletes at a predominantly white institution. So um, that's been amazing. It's our third year on campus, and we've been making tremendous strides in the right direction. Now on to the good stuff. Um, college football is back, and everybody was excited about that. Obviously, probably the, the best time of the year is the fall season. So um, just recapping a couple of games. Um, that UNC and Appalachian State game, Man, we weren't we weren't able to watch it because um, we were in the middle of a game, but um, we had that crazy weather delay, and we were able to like get the end of it um, at halftime at our elongated uh, halftime that we had. And man, that onside kick that UNC came back with with the touchdown, and then App State missing the two point conversion, that was that was just some crazy stuff. And it's actually crazy because we got App State week two, so you know <laughs> film's gonna be crazy this week. Uh, getting ready for them because, you know, they put up 61 points. But um, I got the ultimate faith in our defense, obviously. Um, Oregon versus Georgia. Um, actually, one of my old uh, teammates and fellow receivers, Caleb Chapman, he transferred to Oregon um, this past uh, summer. And uh, it was a bloodbath. It was a bloodbath. You know, Georgia reloaded and i seen the video of that big tight end they had, and he hurdled the dude, and then he trucked the dude down the sideline. So that wasn't too fun to see. But, uh, you know, Georgia's a, a tremendous program, and they took care of bits on Saturday like they always do. Um, since he versus Arkansas, uh, I actually didn't know who I had winning that game. It could have gone either way, either way because um, since he and Arkansas, they both have good programs. But... Um, Arkansas has a good coach, and I feel like they're starting to buy into their program. So um, having them as our first SEC opponent, I think like week four or week five or something like that, that's going to be kind of interesting. 
in Jerry's world in the Cowboys Stadium. So I'm going to be looking forward to that game as well. Um, Notre Dame versus Ohio State. Um, that game, I don't think it really lived up to the hype. Um, it was like the final score was like 21 to 10. Uh, some of Ohio State's key guys got hurt, but um, I ha- I did have Ohio State winning in that game. So um, it was good to see them come out on time just so I can say that they I picked that team to win. But now getting on to us, the Aggies, man. We had our, our first game against San Houston State at 11 a.m. And uh, I'm going to talk about kind of a pregame, like what that looks like from Friday all the way to Saturday after the game. So uh, day before a game, we have our team meeting at 2 o'clock p.m. And um, it's for the travel squad only, obviously. So we have team meeting and then we have a special teams meeting and then we have um, position meetings. And in our position meetings, we usually go over um, the first 15 plays that we're going to be running in the game to start the game. And uh, we take those first 15 plays and then we actually go out and do a walkthrough, like a whole team walkthrough. And the offense is able to um, go through their schemes and the plays that they're going to be running and they, that they schemed up for the week. And the defense has their time to um, go over their calls and their schemes and their blitzes and this, that, and the third. And the special teams, they get to go through their whole spiel. And then um, after that, um, we love the buses. We go to team dinner at um, this hotel called Cavalry Court, and the food is so crazy. Like uh, salmon, mac and cheese, corn, rice, wings, ice cream, brownies. It's everything. So I load up. In an early game, I like to load up on a meal, like a big meal the night before because I don't like to eat that early. And then we go to the hotel. And uh, we get there, uh, we get to put our bags um, in our rooms and we get to kind of debrief for about like 10, 15 minutes. But then we'll have, we'll come back downstairs and we'll have uh, another team meeting and then we'll have another special teams meeting. And then um, we have an optional chapel, which I kind of like because um, guys who like, like me, I'm very spiritual and I'm, I have a, um, a high faith in God. So um, we get to go and um, hear just a quick little sermon for 30 minutes before we come back and have more meetings with um, Coach Fisher. And um, after that, to kind of get us ready for the game, like um, the video staff, they put on like a little highlight, like video of like plays and of just like good moments that we've had as a team, like um, in the years past and um, just from last season, especially. So we had a lot of clips from the Alabama game and, um, a lot of clips from the Auburn game because it was like two of our most memorable wins from last year. So um, it's always fun. And then um, we're usually done around like 8.30 to 9. And then lights are out or room checks are at 10 o'clock and you kind of have the night um, to yourself after that. But waking up for game day for an early game is probably the hardest part of the whole deal because – um, we have to wake up at 6 a.m. We have our team walks. So what we do, I don't know if any other team does this, but um, before every game, the day of the, the morning of the game, we have a team walk around the hotel. And it's literally just a walk, like a lap around the hotel, I guess, just to wake us up. I hate doing it. But um, we had to do our team walk at 6.30 in the morning. And then since we had an early game, we didn't have breakfast. We just had a pregame meal. So um, we had our pregame meals after that. 
And then um, we had time to go upstairs, put our suits on because our coach was like, well, we have to wear suits. Like that's a required attire. And then um, we do something called chair drill where the offense goes into like a ballroom and we kind of set up chairs like as the old line and like the receivers. And we kind of have like a, a fake defense in front of us and we go through our plays again, the first 15 plays again. Um, Coach Fisher is really superstitious, so he likes to make sure like everybody's on point with their assignments. So um, we do a chair drill, and then we get on the buses, and then we go do our spear walk, and that's my favorite part because I get to show off like my fits and what I'm wearing that week to the fans, and um, we get to see our parents and our and our family members and our friends beforehand, and um, and then it's off to war. So um, getting to the actual game, um, let's talk about the first quarter. Um, our first two drives, I think we were three and out, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, just first game nerves, and we have a lot of new guys on uh, on the field now with, like, the freshmen and guys who just haven't really played before. So, um, and adjusting to playing in that stadium is no joke because I know when I first had to step into that stadium and start, it was a big deal for me as well. But um, we we didn't click uh, offensively like we uh, like we would wanted to. But, you know, it just comes with time and just staying uh, persistent and believing in what you're being coached to do. Um, uh, I was targeted twice in the first quarter. or I mean, the first yeah, in the first quarter, um, the first one could have been a big play. I even talked to Haynes after it. He just had to get the ball down because I kind of I had a like a widened seam route up the shoot, but um the safety rolled over the top so where he had to throw he had to kind of fit me in the hole but he sailed it high obviously anybody who saw it but we talked about it it was all good but then the second one that could have been a touchdown and um he told me he got pressure and I came off to the sideline and coach Fisher was like you were wide open weren't you and I was like yeah I was open I was open so uh it was hard because you know everybody wants to score everybody wants to have their moment of shine moment moment of fame so um, I thought I was going to have mine. didn't happen, but um, it is what it is. My my teammates, they were able to get into that chicken box and get their touchdown. So I was really happy for them. Um, Yo, Keith Brown, man, that's my dog. He went deep. I remember we called the play. It was called, uh, I'm not going to say what the play call is, but I have an underneath in route, and he has the ability to uh, run it run a hash read like a like a mini seven step post or you can take it over the top so when we lined up after they called the play uh, i looked inside to make sure he was on the ball number one but then i saw that the nickel was pressed and when i saw the nickel was pressed i was like oh yeah this is gonna be six like this is like this is gonna be like the first touchdown of the season and so i ran my route and then like right when i broke like and broke my head around to look for the ball the ball was in the air and i just turned around and you was just Mm. took it to the end zone and I'm I was so happy for him because um he's grown a lot he's a he's a sophomore and just seeing his maturity from when he first got here and to like where he is now and how the coaches are really starting to count on him to be like a like a um, consistent contributor in our offense it was really good for him to um get that first touchdown I know my first touchdown what that feeling was so I can only imagine what he felt like um with just everything that he's been through. So kudos to my dog, you'll keep Brown number eight. Um, hopefully trying to get him on the show when these episodes. Um, 
And I'm moving on to the second quarter. Sam Houston was moving the ball. Um, they are moving the ball. Like, I mean, obviously our defense is like amazing, but um, they, they came to play because they came to play. They, they, they were able to move the ball. They were able to get some three and outs on us. Um, but my guy, Jordan uh, Gilbert, he was able to get a pick and kind of swing some momentum for us. Um, but then, you know, we had um, another three and out, and then we came back, and um, I think we had an interception in there, and um, the defense just kept getting stops, kept getting stops, kept getting stops, but we just couldn't get it together um, until the end of that half. Um, we had a missed field goal, you know, just, you know, just those things that, that you kind of don't want to happen in your first game, you know, they just happen, but you know, life happens sometimes. So, um, you know, that, that was unfortunate, but we had some growing pains that we had to get through in that game. But then um, to close out the second quarter and to close out the half, a nice came back with um, a mushing to touchdown. And funny thing was, it was actually the same play that you'll keep scored on, but they were just in, in do different positions. And it was funny because we were on the field, and um, it was supposed to be Yule, but um, Coach Fisher sitting up on the sideline for a nice and Yule to switch because um, just because we weren't getting the same coverage that we got on Yule Keith's touchdown. But um, so, and he, like, you know, nice being a four-year starter, you know, he just has more uh, more just awareness of, like, how to run the routes against the coverages because he's, he's done it so many times. So, um same route, same end route. Uh, we were in a trip set, so we had three receivers to one side. So the third receiver, he ran like a crossing seam to pull the safety out of the picture. And then we had the nickel playing off this time. And Anias just worked it outside half. Boom, boom. Slipped him right up the seam. And then I think what people don't realize, and like what I say, like you'll keep Brown has grown so much in this game. You'll Like Anias doesn't score if you'll keep doesn't make that block. And if you go back and watch the highlights, you, people in the stadium were even saying, like, boom, like every time they showed it because you'll keep winning, like, clean the dude so Nias can break away and go score. And um, it's kind of funny because at the beginning of fall camp, um, Coach Fisher was just showing us, like, old old film of, like, his, his teams at LSU and his teams at Florida State of like, just how, how hard those guys used to play at the wideout position and just the offense as a whole and how they really, like, played for each other and, um, like just blocking guys down the field and just making these cleanup blocks so guys can score. And that really, I feel like we've never really had like plays of us where we like, you know, we're just cleaning guys up for each other and just knocking guys out and just getting everybody turned on the sideline. So um, watching Yule do that and then they, they slowed it down on the big screen, like that was cool. And then, uh, you know, a nice and Yule keeper actually like really close off the field. So like, I feel like that was like, like a nice like little brother moment. So, um, that was that was pretty cool. If you look at both of those touchdowns, they were both over fifty yards. I'm pretty sure, and I know that like from the fan standpoint, like we have lacked big plays, big explosive plays down the field in um, in the years in the past since Coach Fisher has been here. So I think yesterday was kind of a glimpse that fans can start to expect us to do. If you notice, uh, we did a lot of. Um, empty sets uh, yesterday with like four receivers wide and we were throwing the ball down the field, trying to get the ball down the field. Um, they started dropping eight. So I think that Haynes, um, I think he'll see when we watch film tomorrow as a team that he'll see that he could have checked down some of those throws that were interceptions just because they were dropping so many guys. But 
um, yeah, we're trying to we're trying to open up the playbook this year, and I feel like um, we've been, we've us as receivers, we've always wanted to do that, but you know, just the the, the personnel we had, Jalen Watermeyer tight end, and um, we had Isaiah Spiller, and you know him and Devon A. Chain. That's like a two headed monster back there in the backfield, so you had to respect the run. But I feel like now, um, since we we do have some some more veteran leadership in the receiver room in terms of like me and Anais, but we also have these young guys who can go as well. And they picked up the playbook like Evan Stewart and, and Chris Marshall and you'll keep Brown and Moose Muhammad and all, all the guys in that room, Noah Thomas. And I feel like he's really starting to trust us because we have been consistent and we've been making plays in practice and we may, we've been making plays all fall camp. So um, yeah, I feel like fans can really, Truly, this year, really start to see the start up pill around. And it's going to be some, some fun times, especially in that stadium this year. And I'm really looking forward to it. Then we get to halftime. So <sighs> we got, we do, we did our normal halftime thing where the offense, we meet on one side, the defense meets on the other side. And um, we know we just, we like, we refuel, get our snacks, get our Gatorades, this, that, and the third. Uh, and then we were coming out the tunnel. And I'm like kind of in the middle of the back of the like of walking out of the locker room, and people were like stopping like at the front of the tunnel, and I'm like, like what's the deal? Like, like what are we doing? What are we doing? And then strength coaches come back and they're like, oh, everybody go inside, everybody go inside, and we were like, why? And they're like, oh, we're lightning delay. So I'm just like, oh, and mind you. In all of the games I've played in football, period, I don't think I've ever had a lightning delay, like ever. So that was – and then the, once they explained the rules to us, like they said, um, after lightning strikes in a 10-mile radius, it's like you have a 30-minute, like, waiting time. But if lightning starts if, – if, if another lightning strike strikes again, that 30-minute clock starts over. So – you know, we we went back in the locker room. Coaches were like, no phones, no phones. Everybody stay locked in. Everybody stay locked in. And my, it was so cold in the locker room. It was so cold. So guys were literally, like, sitting in their lockers with, like, getting, like, huddled up in their towels. And, like, you know, you don't want to take your pads off because you're sweaty because you got to put them back on. So everybody's in their cleats and their pads. And guys are huddled up in their towels and their lockers. Uh, our receiver coach, he came in. He, like, gave us, like, a bag of footballs. And he was just telling us to, like, throw footballs around to like keep our hands warm. And so then we go back outside and our strength staff is like, okay, we're warming up. Like we're going to, we're about to go back out there. Like right before we start warming up, they're like, okay, go back inside another delay. So then we have to go back inside. And then, you know, guys starting to get restless. Quiet, like quiet as kept. Guys started pulling out their cell phones. You know, nobody covers this test. I, I got on my cell phone for a little bit. I took off text my parents asking them what the, if it was raining. Um, but it was actually kind of funny because um, we did have some fans, like, kind of stay in the stands. And so some of the guys would, like, go down to the end of the tunnel and they would, like, like go interact with the fans. And, like, the fans would, like, just be cheering. I actually went down there and started dancing. So it, was, it was pretty funny. So um, that, part, that part of it was cool. And then we came back upstairs and um, – we were wondering if Sam Houston was going to forfeit. But at that time, the score was only 17-0. So, obviously, like, they still think that they're in the game. And, you know, they're, oh, no, we're going to compete, yada, 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 yada. They just stand the third. So, 
you know each other way, and we know our coach Jumbo. He's for sure not going to forfeit a game because that's just not who he is. And so we knew um, if this game was going to be played, it was going to be played today. And if it was going to be played at eight o'clock, it was going to be played at eight o'clock. So after all that, we were able to finally warm up. Um, they gave us like a twenty-minute warm-up on the field, and it just felt so weird just being out there. Like it felt like you were getting ready for a second game. Like it felt like you were playing like two games in one day. So like, like we were out there running routes, and like some guys were like dropping balls, and like guys were like slipping on routes. And it's kind of like it's hard because like it's already hard enough to like lock in for like a half of football, but trying to come from back from that like a elongated halftime like we were in the locker room for two and a half hours and so having to deal with that and then trying to lock back in and remember like remind yourself that you're playing in a football game like that was extremely hard but um we came out in the third quarter um finally got finally got my first catch of the game um i had a little out route i took it up 17 yards you know kind of got the kind of got the sideline back into it and got the crowd back into it um i actually had a nice cut block um in that same drive like a couple of plays later and it was um that my block actually helped like Devon A chain like get out to the sideline and get like a, another first down. So we were moving the ball, we were moving the ball and um we got down to the goal line uh tight zone area and Devon punched it in and made the score twenty four zero. And Coach Fisher always talks about how it's so important to score before the half and if you get the ball that's why we always we always kick the ball to start the game because he wants the opportunity to get the ball before the half to score, and then he wants the ball back at the beginning of the second half to put more points on the board. So it's an opportunity for you to get 10, 14 points before the other team even other team even touches the ball again. So um, it's kind of he's very strategic in his coaching style. So um, we were able to put more points on the board. Score was twenty four zero. Our defense, of course, got another stop. Um, I don't know if we scored on that next drive, but. Um, we, you know, we were moving the ball, moving the ball, had a three and out, um, you know, just some first game woes. And um, I think the weather definitely played a factor in that second half. Kind of, you know, the field was kind of slippery and then the ball getting on the ground, the ball was kind of slippery. But um, within those woes, I, I, I still do think we put like good stuff on film. And I do think that we um, accomplished a lot of what we wanted to accomplish in this game. Obviously, we didn't want to pull out the whole playbook. For week one against Sam Houston, no offense to Sam Houston, but we weren't going to um, pull everything out of the, the, the bag right now. But I think what we had uh, planned and what we game plan for and what we schemed for, I feel like we were pretty successful in executing that um, in the most part. And then moving on to the fourth quarter, um, I had another catch on the sideline, another first down. And um, ultimately that quarter um, ended up a nice another touchdown. Um, that play is, that play is, in my opinion, unguardable. So we have like, we go two by two sets. So two receivers to the left of the field, two receivers to the right of the field. They run vertical for five yards and then they switch release. And it kind of puts the defense in the bind, especially the corners and the safeties, because on both of those routes that switch, like if there's a guy, if there was a guy on top of a nice, he would have the ability to run a comeback. But they had a busted coverage, obviously, because Anias was open by, like, nakedly open, open down the sideline by himself and just ran it in like an open touchdown. So um, good play call by Coach Fisher and the staff. Uh, made the score 31-0. Uh, 
Um, and oh, big credits to Coach DJ Durkin, our defensive coordinator. Um, in his first game as a defensive coordinator for Texas A&M, posted a shutout, and I feel like fans can um, really look forward to that because his defense is very going against going against going against his defense in practice is very challenging because it's a lot of different looks, it's a lot of different coverages. Um, they drop eight, they drop five. It's a lot of different things that goes into that. So you're so worried in the defense while you're playing offense that you you, you get away from what you had to accomplish on offense. And um, I feel like our defense is going to cause a lot of trouble. It's like it has done with Coach Elko, uh, who has moved on to Duke University. But I feel like our um, defense will continue to ca- cause problems for teams that come into that stadium wherever we go. But, uh yeah, Haynes. You know that that QB battle had a lot of had a lot of attention in uh, in fall camp, and um, I feel like all three of those guys could have rightfully been the been the guy for us. But um, you know, I, I had a lot of faith in Haynes, and um, he seems to have the 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 best grasp of the offense right now, just because this is his third year in in this system, and um, you, you can just kind of tell at practice he just comes with a with a different kind of swag. And um, in, a, in a confidence in himself, so uh, I wouldn't let the interceptions from yesterday like worry anybody or put anybody in panic mode. It's just you got to remember, like this guy only played one true game last year before he had a season-ending injury. So um, just give him some time. Um, he's a great player. All three of them are great players, but Haynes is a great player, and he's going to continue to make plays that he like he made. On Saturday, the, the good plays, obviously. So, um, my guy, Nias, um, six receptions, 164 yards, and two tuds. Like, that's an ideal stat line that any receiver would want. And um, it just goes to show that, like, this offense is not just restricted to running the ball. And that has been the stigma around our team <laughs> ever since Coach Fisher has gotten here. But um, like even like guys like Caleb Chapman, he like when we when we beat Florida two years ago, he had nine catches and 197 yards, like the most yards ever in a in a Texas a football game at receiver. So um, this offense has so many different levels to it and so many different components to it that I feel like now we're in a position to where we can start slinging the ball around and um, um, the more faith that Coach Pinscher has in us at receiver, he'll put that faith into Haynes and letting him just unleash and just. Um, get the ball down the field. So um, you can expect no number, more numbers like that from Anias, um, from myself, from Evan, from any guy in that room. Any guy in that room is capable of putting up those numbers. So I'm really, really eager for um, the fans to see what we got scheming up this year on the offensive side of the ball. The Last-minute things, man, from the game. Um, obviously, you know, like I said earlier, everybody wants to have the moment of fame. Um, I only had two catches this this past week. You know, going into that, I saw a lot of more opportunities for myself in watching film and just how they're going to play me to the field because I am a field receiver. But, you know, it all comes in time, and um, I know that I'm going to get my shine on, especially because I'm healthy this year, and um, I just know that there's some, so there's some good things for me in store. So, you know, I'm just keep my head down. I'm going to keep working. Um, and just be ready for my number when they call it. So I thank everybody for listening to this episode. First episode of the Pod of Aggieland from yours truly, um, Chase Lane. Uh, later this week, the season pass for this podcast will be live. 
Um, we're going to have a free episode just like this one on Mondays where you can listen on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. And um, we're also going to be having a bonus episode every Thursday where I'll be taking, well, excuse me, where I'll be talking about the week of practice, previewing our, previewing our upcoming game. Um, this week will be against Appalachian State. Um, interviewing a teammate or someone related to the program, you know, you never know. Um, really, really excited for these uh, Thursday episodes, and I'll be answering listener questions. So um, if you want to get that content, make sure y'all get y'all's season pass. I know y'all I know y'all um, will really love it, so it's, it's, it's really worth it. Just please get y'all's season pass, and we'll post that link for everyone. So keep an eye out for them. Keep an eye out for it, and I appreciate the support from everybody. So appreciate the love, and thanks, y'all.